Stephanie Reed, you are the digital and travel media officer for Tourism Thunder Bay. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today on the Fact Up podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. You know, uh, Thunder Bay, of course, uh, in northwestern Ontario, uh, I visited Thunder Bay several years ago. And when I was uh, telling uh, a few of my friends that I was going to Thunder Bay on purpose, um, they all looked at me with this very perplexed look on their face. Um, why did my friends have confused looks on their faces? And should I still be friends with these people? <laughs> well, you should be friends with them, yes, but only so that you can convince them to come to Thunder Bay. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's far, right? So for a lot of people, they don't really understand why you would spend 16 hours in the car or why, why, what is, what could possibly be there that would be worth that, right? Right. Um, and, and that's, and that's a fair point. Um, but it's, uh, it, we kind of believe it is worth it. And, uh, and, and, and that's it. And, and for an Ontarian too, there's something to be, to be said about being able to, to see that much of this province, right? So we live in this province that has this giant backyard and most of us don't ever explore it, right? Most of us don't go sort of north of Perry Sound or that's sort of where we all stay down there. And so there's, there's a lot more Ontario and we're really lucky to, to have that. And so it, it is worth it if you can find the time. You know, they, they didn't have as many perplexed looks on their faces when I started showing them photos and videos of, of, the, of the sites. You know, we've talked about this before. In the time it takes to drive across Toronto on a good day, uh, you could be in, in Thunder Bay. It's, it's closer than people think. And I remember, you know, chatting with you about this not too long ago. When you're talking to Canadians who are looking for staycation ideas, what are, your, some, you know, what are your, some of your key selling points when it comes to promoting Thunder Bay and how has the coronavirus kind of changed those plans? Yeah, well, so um, pre-coronavirus, um, we uh, are one of Canada's sort of premier outdoor cities. So this is where you can have epic outdoor experiences, but also have the amenities of a city. So uh, Thunder Bay is the largest city on Lake Superior. So the largest city on the largest freshwater lake in the world. It has all the amenities one would want in a city, a fantastic culinary scene, a robust and rich art and culture scene, um, but it's five minutes from the like thick of the boreal forest. And so you can stay in a four or five star hotel and then in 10 minutes be in epic Canadian wilderness, having a stereotypical Canadian experience, right? Like rocks and trees and water and bears and, and that's that kind of place. But then there's also a vibrant downtown and great food and music. And, and so it's really the kind of place where you can have the best of both worlds. And then like you were saying, um, on a, I, I always say to people, my line is always on a, on a typical Friday afternoon, you can be in Thunder Bay faster than you can be in Muskoka. And, and when you get here, there's wide open spaces. We are the gateway to Northwest Ontario, which just the Northwest part of Ontario is 500,000 square kilometers. So in this time where we're trying to stay two meters apart, I've got two kilometers per person here. So like it's, we've got these wide open spaces and you're not fighting for a campsite and you're not waiting your turn to go. There's enough outdoor experiences for us all to have that. So then, you know, in how has coronavirus changed that? Um, uh, certainly those experiences are still there and they're still uh, maybe even more popular with, you know, us seeking uh, wide open spaces and avoiding congregating groups of people and things like that. But what has happened in the moment is that there are less flights. 
So um, there used to be 17 daily flights from Toronto, both from Pearson and Billy Bishop. So in 90 minutes, you could be from whether you were closer to Pearson or downtown, you could be here. And so that line about getting here from Muskoka worked. Um, and it still does, except there's not quite as many flights. However, um, traffic is up and flights are up. So Air Canada is adding a second flight every day uh, starting, I believe, next week. And uh, WestJet uh, dropped down to three flights a week uh, at, the be at the peak of sort of Corona halt. Um, and they're adding two more flights a week now. So they'll be up to five flights a week. So that um, connectivity is coming back quickly. So we right. anticipate that'll be back soon enough. And, and there's, there's seats for anyone who wants them right now. So despite having very few flights, it still takes quicker <laughs> to get to Thunder Bay than it does to get to Muskoka or even across the city, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that, that too, right? And, and this time, you know, where, we're, where all the data, and I'm sure anecdotally you feel the same, where you, you feel a little safer in your own car right now or even in a rental car or in an environment that you can control. And so the, the, it, in, in a typical summer, maybe Thunder Bay was a little bit far for people, but we don't feel that that's the case this summer, that, that you're going to feel more comfortable in your car anyway. And so this is the summer to maybe drive a few more hours and, and have a new experience. You know, and, and the first thing that, that, that uh, made an impression on me when I landed was, it, you know, it's so expansive and it's quiet. You know, you've got, we met Canyon, which is stunning. You got Kakabeka Falls, which is the Niagara Falls of the North. You've got Sleeping Giant uh, Provincial Park, which, in my opinion, should be a national park. That's just me. So you could find your own piece of heaven, no matter what is happening in the world. Um, you're, you're still going to find your, your oasis, um, especially if you have your oasis already within your own vehicle to make the trek. Um, you're going to have an oasis throughout your entire time off. Right. Absolutely. Right. And you can and it's, it's the it's the perfect place to to create that oasis, to create your own personal protective environment and to still come to these places and have these epic experiences as they always would have been. Well, when the time comes on a, on a more serious note, how do you, how do you promote safety for visitors to Thunder Bay? Like how do you work with travel related, you know, organizations to ensure that travelers are, you know, are safe and will be healthy visiting. And on the flip side, how do you ensure locals that, um, you know, who are hosting visitors remain safe and healthy as well? Yeah, well, we're working really closely with our municipal government and with our district health unit uh, to make sure that we are up to date on the, you know, the current guidelines and, and restrictions and um, safety measures. And we're constantly trying to communicate that both to visitors and to residents. Um, we are also uh, in constant communication with our hotel partners to, you know, uh, talk about their uh, cleaning procedures and, and things like that. We have some local companies that are making sanitizer and masks and other PPE. And so we're, we're working on ways to try and connect those businesses with other local businesses and make sure that that uh, equipment is available for anyone who wants it and needs it. And so we're just trying to keep the community together and helping each other out as best we can. And that has worked pretty well so far. Right. That's the biggest issue I find. It's, um, it's not about, you know, predicting what the travel experience was, is going to look like and the flight and hotel experience. I think that changes on a day to day. Uh, but if, if, if I'm packing the car up with snacks and supplies and I want to go on a road trip in time, not right now, but when it's safe to do so for everybody, um, you know, how do I know I'm going to be safe and how do I know that I'm going to keep locals safe and, and how do they feel about me coming? Maybe they don't want me to come, you know, maybe we're good with local, you know, local business, uh, local support, but we don't need your, your big city problems. 
<laughs> Legit. Yeah, right? that, that's a that's a fair point, right? And I, I mean, I, I, there's certainly, I'm sure, I could find you some community community members who would agree with that, right? Um, but this is uh, this is a a community that that thrives on tourist dollars, and and we also see that side, right? So people are trying to be very cautious and take all the precautions possible when we're trying to find the the right balance. And I don't think anyone has found it yet, right? So we're all trying to just work with the community to see what makes us all comfortable and what we're all willing to live with, you know, to to go forward. Our market typically is Americans. And Mm -hmm. we're only about 30 minutes from the US border. And uh, even though we're in Ontario, we are north of Minnesota. So Way, far more midwestern um hunting fishing that type of market and uh that the borders closed and so that's a that's an issue in in, uh, in multiple ways a lot of the lodges in this area are american owned or right. have almost entirely american clientele and so the the you know while we're trying to attract maybe ontarians later this summer or whatever a lot of those people don't know what's going to happen to them right. you know like we're and so I, and I think the whole industry is facing this. I, I haven't, I've been talking to my colleagues from different provinces and different cities and we're all big cities and small cities and we're all feeling this. No one really, no one really knows. No one planned for this and no right. one, no one knows when it's going to be over. Right. So we're all just trying to, to make our way through as best we can and keep everyone safe. Right. That's our goal is to keep our visitors safe, to keep our residents safe. And you know, what can we do? Right. I'm going to nerd out for a sec. Fun fact. Okay. Amethyst Mm. comes from the Greek word amethystos, which means the opposite of drunk means sober. And the ancient Greeks, because I know you love this, (laughs) they wore amethyst and carved drinking vessels from it in the belief that it would prevent intoxication. Talk about those who love amethyst hunting and mining when it comes to Thunder Bay, because it's not just it's not just mountains and superior, but it's also mining. And that's a huge deal in Northwestern Ontario. And there's a lot of people who are fascinated with that. Yeah, well, um, certainly in Northwestern Ontario, mining is huge. So like we are uh, mining palladium and gold and, and minerals all the time. Um, and through, you know, providing huge economic impact for the region. But amethyst mining is its whole own thing. And so amethyst is the official gemstone of Ontario. And it is only really found in this particular region of Ontario. And this is one of the largest deposits in the world. And it, uh, it's e- super easily accessible. So it's, uh, it's an activity that uh, families enjoy. It's like a very multi-generational activity. But there are people who are like, like um, spiritual about amethyst. So we get people who are like into gems and gemstones and the, and the, the spirit behind it all. And, and those people are awesome to take mining because like they have this whole philosophy around it all. And so little kids just go and they have fun and everyone likes it. But to go out with those people who take it so seriously is super fun for me. And uh, I really love that. And, and as an activity, you can, you just go there and you just get it. Like it, it's just so, it's hard to even describe how plentiful it is. And it's just everywhere. Like you walk on it, you just walk around and it crunches under your shoes and you look down and the ground's just sparkling purple. And, and, it, and it's really hard to describe just how much is there. But anyone can go and you can just go get it. And it's a very super cool experience and it's cheap. And you pay for what you take out. People take out whole buckets, cost them like $20. They walk out with a bucket. 
Right. They, around here, everyone's got giant stones in their gardens, and their people will find it too, right? Like, so there's three three active mines open here that visitors can go to and do their own mining and pick their own stones. But for those people that are sort of lucky enough to just sort of be in the region, sometimes you can just find it, right? Like on Crown Land, or there's chunks here, they're building a new piece of highway or something, and they got to blow up a piece of rock, and there's a bunch of amethyst pops out. And like, it's just sort of everywhere. That's a bad problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what struck me when I came up as well was the, was the food and drink scene. Talk to me about the food and drink scene in Thunder Bay and explain to people what a Persian is. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So first, a Persian <laughs> is a, it's sort of like people might refer to it as a donut, but it's not really a donut. It's sort of more like a cinnamon roll, like a yeasty cinnamon roll um, with a thick pink sugary icing pretty much just a buttercream icing um but it's pink and it's fruit flavored uh people will argue with you on whether that is raspberry or strawberry um but it's pink <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and it's delicious and so they are um they were invented um in thunder bay in the 40s um by a man named Art Bennett and he owned uh, Bennett's Bakery that has since been passed to Nucci's Bakery and locally those are sold by the Persian man the store is called the Persian man mm -hmm. however locally there are also um everyone's got a version of their Persian so other local bakeries all make Persians and they're all a little bit different and locals all have their own sort of favorite and we'll tell you which one is best right um and then there are like Persian inspired things, which is generally cinnamon and strawberry. So there's like Persian inspired candles and soap and cake and cheesecake and beer. Um, one of our local craft wow. breweries, Dawson Trail, makes a beer called The Imposter, and it's a cinnamon berry beer, which didn't sound appealing to me when I first heard of it, but it is one of the most delicious things I've ever had. It's like a perfect cold summer beer. Um, wow. and so Persian is just a thing everywhere here. There are also, it won a TV Ontario contest as like Ontario's favorite dessert thing. It beat the butter tart, which is, was like a big That's huge. point of pride for people. In That's huge. <laughs> um, it's, uh. Um, but there's people make knockoff ones, so that's also a thing. So people would like there was a place in Winnipeg that was making Persians, and someone like went there and like exposed that it wasn't the same. And <laughs> people take them very serious, right? Um, but so for a long time, that was sort of the the food scene that people knew about Thunder Bay: Finnish pancakes and Persians, right? Right. But in the last ten years, um, the food scene has exploded, maybe even fifteen years. So. Um, in the late 90s, um, the farm, uh, there was always a large farm community here. Um, this, being in the uh, heart of the Canadian Shield, a lot of people don't uh, think of this as a real great agricultural spot, but it really is. The, in the Slate River Valley, there is some fantastic fertile farmland, and we have a relatively short season, but anything that you can grow in that short season, we grow here all along. Mm -hmm. um, there's also uh, uh, cattle farms and a couple of dairies, and so there's a lot of that. Um, but in the late 90s, um, a company called Thunder Oguda opened, and they were a local Dutch family, and they started making traditional Dutch cheese, and they were Ontario's first Gouda farm. And uh, they have the cows, they make the milk, they make the cheese, it happens 100% on site. Visitors can take tours, and you can learn all about making cheese, and you can take samples, it's a great place to visit. Um, but that sort of started, uh, Thunder Oak got themselves into a couple of restaurants, 
And then there was also a restaurant called Caribou Restaurant and another one called Bistro One, both of which are still around. Um, and they sort of started a, a, just a different food movement. Thunder Bay was always a, a sort of Midwestern blue collar town. And so it was a lot of steak and meat and potatoes, which is great things, but there wasn't a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. And so these two places came in with a little bit more of a modern flair on their menu. And then the farm community built and it just sort of very organically started to build up. And in the last 10 years, we, there's now like a restaurant district and there are, you know, probably 40 new restaurants open in the last 10 years. Everyone's still open. Um, every kind of uh, different cultural food that you can imagine. Some of the best Thai food I've ever had in my life in Thunder Bay. So things that you might not necessarily expect. Um, and then in the last five years or so, it's gotten even more... Um, say modern cosmopolitan maybe um, more what you would typically find in a larger center mm -hmm. so um smaller places unique menus um super farm to table all local ingredients um things changing seasonally daily changes things like that um a lot of handcrafted ingredients so we've got restaurants like tomlin who make their own uh charcuterie boards where they're doing all their own meats in in a separate facility um so like things are going beyond that. There's also companies like Heartbeat Hot Sauce, which um, uh, they worked at restaurants. Um, one of the owners uh, is a part owner at Tomlin. And so they, um, they started making hot sauce like in their free time. And it has now sort of taken over the world. They've been featured on Hot Ones, which is like a super popular uh, YouTube series about hot sauce. And, mm -hmm. and so you can buy their hot sauce in stores all around the world. And so like in just a couple of years, they've taken over. And so we've moved from this like blue collar, meat and potatoes kind of regular thing into these like really cool fusion menus. And and that is the is a lot based on... Thunder Bay and our connection to our natural environment, right? So there's a lot of these people left Thunder Bay, moved to Southern Ontario to open their cool restaurant in Toronto or to learn from a chef down there or cut their teeth down there as they would, and then find themselves in their 30s, wanting to have a family, can't really afford to buy a house down there, find that you can buy a house and a restaurant up here and your commute is four minutes and you can, you know, and are moving their families back. And right. it's, uh, it's, it's really great to see. And we've also had um, Thunder Bay has a, a college, a university, a medical school, and a law school. And we also have a, a, a medical research tissue lab and research facility. And so that has brought in a whole new type of uh, resident. Uh, people who like scientists and, and doctors mm -hmm. and people that didn't used to live here. And so they come from these larger centers and they want these things. So now people can see a market where they didn't see it before. And it turns out we all wanted that stuff too. And so we all support it as well. And so it just, it just works really, really well. And the community all, um, the restaurateurs as well support each other. It's a very cooperative uh, environment. And, and they, they have all definitely seen the you know, rising tide philosophy. And, so, and it's worked for, for all of us. Changing of the palate, changing of the guard, changing of the attitude. I remember seeing an ad for Thunder Bay in the subway in Toronto uh, about how you, you could have been home by now and you could have been at work by now. It was a crowded subway. And so I thought, man, this yeah. is working. This ad is working for me right now, <laughs> right? But, but <laughs> yeah. what, is, what is the most rewarding part of your job? And, you know, at the same time, you know, Thunder Bay, you know, traditionally um, has been known in many people's minds to be a little rough around the edges. What challenges do you have promoting Thunder Bay and the evolution of the, of the city? All that you just told me, what are still some of the challenges you have 
to convey that message to people that have this preconceived notion of like, oh, I was, you know, I was there, you know, 25 years ago, drove through it. Yep. So at the same time, you know, what's, what's been some of your challenges to promote, but at the same time, what's been the most rewarding part of your job? Uh, exactly what you just said, right? So the challenge is um, Canadians, Ontarians. Um, and so exactly like you said, most Canadians, most Ontarians at some point in their life have driven through Thunder Bay. So you can't avoid it. Both uh, north and south routes of the Trans-Canada meet in Thunder Bay. You can't drive around it. It's impossible. So if you've ever driven across Canada, you have been here. Um, and so that means 25 years ago, someone drove through here. And now they think they know what it was like here, right? And, but like I said, everything that has changed has happened in those last 25 years, right? So prior to that, it was a blue collar. And it's, it, it, it was a, you know, mining a uh, forestry, uh, shipping, rough blue collar industries, right? Like it, it was totally built on that. And, and that reputation was real and, and, and right and, and totally fair, but it's a totally different world here now, right? So the, the difficulty comes in uh, trying to convince those people who maybe were here once before. Um, the, the great things about my job is being able to do it. So once I get you here, you love it. So if I can get you to come here now, you will fall in love, period. I did. So, and, and that's the case for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And so like, and I don't, I have full confidence in that. And, and so the, the challenge comes in trying to get those people to come. But once I get them, they're sold. That, the sale's easy, right? Like it, but the getting here. So overcoming that reputation. Um, Outside of Ontario and Canada, that reputation doesn't exist. So there, I just got to show people pretty pictures and they want to come. Like, oh right. yeah, of course. Do you show people from Europe or whatever? They definitely want to come. They're in. Right. Right. And so that's, that's an easy sale to make. So it's the people who, who have that preconceived notion or have, have read some story or maybe knew someone that went, went to university here in the 80s or whatever. Everyone's got a story, right? Everyone has been here once. Everyone knows someone who came from here. Everyone's got some connection. And yeah, and so I got to overcome sometimes reputations from 25 years ago. And that's, it's difficult to do in a conversation, but it's really not. Like, I've just got to show you the difference. Like, it was, you're right. It used to be like that, but now it's not. And here's why, right? right. And so once you can get people here, they love it. Obviously, you're local. You know this. You know the area super well. You know the region well. You're not passionate at all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what should people know about Thunder Bay that they can't read up on the internet? Uh, you know, read up in a blog post, find in guidebooks. What's what's that? What's that quintessential Thunder Bay that you know you you can feel it, but you can't really explain it. Yeah, it's the it, it's the vibe. So Thunder Bay is just a little bit slower than everywhere else and in a good way like like chill like everyone is just we all just took a breath before we did whatever we did right so you never really hear a car horn in traffic you don't really hear no one gets too angry if they gotta wait in line it's just people are a little more relaxed right and that we i believe at least is directly related to that connection to the environment we are surrounded by the calmness of nature no matter where we are, right? Like we are in the heart of downtown. I, lakes, I can touch Lake Superior. There's trees all around me, wildlife walking through the park. 
right? So like that, it's not like being in downtown Toronto where you're, there's the stress of the city. Uh, it, it's just a chill place to be and the residents are like that too and visitors can't help but absorb that when they get here. So like the city doesn't, doesn't move fast. So if you want to come here and speed to your destination, it's just, it doesn't do that. So it just sort of forces you to take a breath and relax. It's almost like a culture shock because <laughs> you're expecting yeah. horns and, and, and pushing. But anyway, I, I totally <laughs> hear you. And when I landed within the hour, I was at Kakabeka, I was sampling cheese and I was having a pint within the hour. And I, yeah. I saw maybe 15 cars on the road. Yeah. It was great. It was like, well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually underwhelmed by the amount of traffic, but overwhelmed right. with the amount of things that I'm tasting, seeing, and feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Rapid fire, 10 questions with Stephanie Reed. All right. Okay. Yeah. Alone on a kayak on Lake Superior or with friends in a cabin in the woods? Uh, <laughs> can I go with alone in a cabin in the woods? <laughs> Do you have my friends? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love my friends. I would take a cabin in the woods. Although a kayak in Lake Superior is uh, fantastic. Uh, Lake Superior can be unpredictable and I wouldn't want to be alone out there in a kayak. Right. Okay. Fair enough. If you had to pick Finnish pancakes or a Persian? Uh, Finnish pancakes. Although Persians are fantastic. Right. Compl- so that's a hard choice, but Finnish pancakes. I ask loaded questions for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Complete the sentence, Stephanie. I never travel without my... Uh, um, earbuds. Music? Music. On yeah. a plane, aisle seat or window? A window all day. <laughs> What's on your road trip playlist? Um, a lot of like uh, 90s and early 2000s uh, rap music. Okay. So no Milli Vanilli from, from 1990. Well, some of that sometimes too. Um, I, I have a pretty uh, varied playlist, but I find uh, summertime leads to like sunroof open rap music right. radio time. Who would you love to have a meal with, dead or alive? Oh, I don't know. Um, tough. That's a tough question. Let me come back to that one. Dead or alive, who would you want sitting next to you on a, on a flight? Oh, my dog. Your dog? <laughs> nice. He's sitting right next to me right now. He's been sleeping here this whole time. Oh, amazing. When I say the word travel, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, fun. Fun. What's one piece of advice or a suggestion for first-time visitors to Thunder Bay? Um, uh, have an open mind. Be, be, ready to, be ready to come. Um, but you'll like it. Open mind for sure, though. Where do you find your zen? Um, just outside. So, like, Lake Superior, for sure. I like being near water of any kind. Um, I like send up paddle boarding and things like that. Water is my thing. So what about that meal? Well, I don't know. I'd kind of like to have dinner with you, Jim. Oh, come on. <laughs> Surely you could find someone more interesting. <laughs> no, that's it. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> Stephanie Reed, digital and travel media officer for Tourism Thunder Bay. Thank you so much for taking the time and sitting down with me and talking uh, everything Thunder Bay. Uh, I look forward personally to coming uh, back up when the time is right and exploring more of your city. 
I love it. And uh, anything that we can do to promote your, your amazing neck of the woods uh, in this country is, is always a pleasure. So, so thank you. Uh, I'm honored to have had you today on, on the Fact Up podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jim. Um, always good to talk to you. Um, and if anyone wants any more information about Thunder Bay, they can contact me directly or just go to our website, visit thunderbay.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Stay safe. And, and, and you know, I hope all of uh, you know, your family and friends are also keeping well as well. Awesome. Thanks. You too.